Hello. How are you? Hold on, let me take out my teeth. Mmm. Oh yeah, that sounded horrible. Hello everyone, my name is Kean. Um, I might, you, you, uh, I'm probably best known for being um, the, the person on Facebook that uh, pretends to be his girlfriend, uh, Emily. And she sounds like this. And uh, yeah, that's the reason that I'm known. So yeah, that's me. Uh, decided that, uh, yeah, right now I'm uh, sitting in my rented hot desk the, in my uncle's printing company that I, I rent off them, um, which is nice. It's kind of a place where I get to go and edit videos and get my work done. And then I can go home to Emily and live a normal scheduled life, an organized scheduled life. Um, this is my first attempt of a podcast. Um, I've done I've done radio before, and that's the closest thing to uh, that I've been to where I have to talk on a microphone and keep a conversation going on my own. Unless I was talking with someone, but today I'm on my own, so here we are. I uh, wrote a little kind of subject schedule for, for today, for what I want to include. And uh, what I wrote down was vegetarianism and veganism. Uh, the benefits, my experience, and Emily's experience. Um, FYI, I was vegetarian for a while. I'm not. I'm. I'm half and half vegetarian. Um, I don't. I don't eat meat at home, just because Emily's a veg. Emily's vegan, actually. Um, so I just don't eat meat at home, just to support Emily's diet. So I get by. I get by with my uh, sweet potato fries and my my bowls of fruit. Um, I haven't really ventured out to try anything else, but I'll talk about that in a while. Uh, weed is another thing that I want to talk about, um, simply because I don't think enough people talk about it. Um, I've had weed before. Uh, I've been to Amsterdam, and you, when when in when in Amsterdam, you 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 do what you do what the tourists do. You know what I mean. But I have a fascination, and I have a fascination in, in... I'll talk about it in a while. I'll talk about it in a while. That's that's for later. Uh, addiction. I want to talk about addiction. Uh, my whole life has been surrounded by addiction, so I feel like I have enough experience to talk about it on a podcast. Uh, mental health. Anxiety, depression, bipolar, fucking schizophrenia, you name it. That was my first time cursing. Using profanity on the podcast already um i don't know if this is even a podcast this might go up on my youtube uh just for the sake of it and i might just put a shitty photo of myself i might design some little terrible design in photoshop and hope for the best and uh the last thing i want to talk about is dead parents yeah <laughs> dead parents uh just for people that people that still have parents that are alive and want to know what it's like to have a dead parent well Tune in for that. That's coming on uh, in a minute. I don't have any uh, any ads or anything to come on. I, usually, if that was to sound like a radio show, I would have been like, coming up in a minute, and then it just would have changed to an ad. But sadly, sadly, no one knows that this podcast exists. So I don't I, I don't think that I'll be able to get any, any sponsors for, uh, unless I start being consistent, which... Look... We're starting off very negative. Let's get the breathing going. First, we'll start off with a bit of ASMR. Hello. 
Oh no, um, that headspace guy, what's his name? Andy. Hi. Hi. Oh no. <clears throat> Hi. I'm Andy. No, that was terrible. <clears throat> Hi. I'm Andy. No, I still, I still sound Irish. I need to be... I need to be more British. Hi. I'm Andy. And welcome to today's lesson. No, that still doesn't sound good. Um, okay, let's start off. Let's start off with vegetarian... Or veganism and vegetarianism. Uh, I think it's a bit of a hot topic at times. I think there's a... It's a very divided argument. I don't think you'll find... I think you'll find... A lot of meat eaters that would understand um, a vegetarian or a vegan. And I think there's meat eaters out there that think that it's the most incredible and stupid thing in the world. Now, bear in mind, I haven't researched anything that I'm going to talk about. It's all just kind of my own opinion or conversations that I've had with friends or family. And um, yeah, none of them... This is just my little disclaimer, I suppose. Not, I, I can't guarantee that everything I say is facts, okay? But it's just my opinion. I think I, and most things that I talk about anyway, it's all it's all like vegetarian, veganism, weed, addiction, mental health, and dead parents. That's all basically, that's, that's a one, that's my opinion. I don't think that anything I say can be wrong, actually. Well, unless I start bringing out facts and statistics, which I can't, because I don't, I don't fucking do that, so... Yeah, vegetarian and veganism. What it's like, the benefits and my experience of it, and with Emily's health. So, we'll start from the beginning. Emily was uh, suffering with severe pain and severe swelling and inflammation in her knees, her elbows, her fucking feet, toes, whatever. You name it. You name it, and it was sore. Um, So, started doing a bit of Googling. Um... And obviously, you know, when you when you try and diagnose yourself on Google, it always it, it always tells you that you have cancer. It, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have a minor fucking pain in your left nostril, <laughs> you've got nostril cancer, my friend. So we went on uh, to Google to some doctor website, which was obviously a terrible idea. And I um, can't remember what it said, but whatever it was, I remember Emily freaking out. And she was like, OK, we need to go to a doctor. Went to the doctor, um, she told Emily that she should uh, drop a few pounds um, just to see if that would release any tension just in case her knees are, because Emily tore ligaments in her knees when she was younger and Emily's not overweight at all, it's just the doctor recommended that she was to just drop maybe two or three or four pounds just to see if her knees would um, become more stable, I don't know what the word is for it. Uh, so we tried that and Emily did Emily did what the doctor told her to do and the pain was still there and um, other symptoms I can't, not, I can't I can't um, Emily would have to be here to tell me her symptoms I know all her symptoms I just can't think about them right now so she we went to the doctor back we went back to the doctor all that happened and she got referred to a sorry there's a guy with a bin I don't know if you can hear this in the microphone. There's a guy with a bin uh, going past my window. Oh, no, it's a forklift. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, we uh, we got referred to a specialist for... He studies in rheumatoid arthritis and juvenile arthritis and all the other arthritis and lupus and all that stuff. So he, um, he diagnosed Emily with rheumatoid arthritis and uh, gout. But I think gout, I think gout can be reversed quite easily, uh, just if you maintain your diet. 
Um, I think I had a touch of gout. Obviously, it's all. I think it's all down diet based. I think genetics do play a part in it. And Emily's mother has arthritis, and there's a lot of arthritis in my family and my mother's side. But I don't think I have arthritis. I think I had a case of gout. I didn't go to the doctor, um, but my left knee was swell a lot. And um, what I did, what what I noticed was uh, I cut out fizzy drinks. I cut out all my Pepsis, all my Fantas, all my Sprites and Seven Ups. And uh, started drinking just water, and that actually helped. I, I it, it overnight. I think it just stopped, and I haven't really had a pain since. But we're not talking about fizzy drinks. We're talking about vegetarian and veganism. So yeah, we did a research about rheumatoid arthritis and all that, and other immune disease or autoimmune diseases. And a lot of them say that you know. And we watch a lot of documentaries where we see cases that there's um, people that have autoimmune diseases, such as. Uh, diabetes and uh, arthritis and I know the other one was not an autoimmune she had oh what did she have I can't remember what she had but they all went plant-based and they all went on a vegan diet um so you know no dairy no nothing from an animal no anything I not even honey nothing and the woman with diabetes reversed her diabetes. The woman with arthritis uh, doesn't require medication anymore. Um, and I think there was a woman with cancer, but I, I'm not going to say that a vegan diet cured her cancer. But I I can. You can also argue saying that, look, Keen, the people that were on that show, they were like fucking all miracles, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I can I can be like, okay, you, you're just as right as I am. I, you can't prove that. I can't prove you wrong. But... I think within a week of Emily going plant-based, uh, her pain subsided dramatically. We started introducing turmeric. We started introducing pineapple. And I think she takes ginger as well. And uh, she just takes um, a capsule of them every morning and she just maintains it. And she says she feels... She does. She feels much lighter. She feels... Now, still, you get a flare-up. You can obviously eat things that will trigger things. I think they're called... I can't remember what they're called. They're called like dark moon veg vegetables or something. I'm not like I'm not too familiar, uh, just because I just can't remember. Um, I think potato was one of them for a while. I think any time Emily ate a potato or green pepper, she would get a flare up, which she'd just swell and she'd just get in severe pain for a while. And um, yeah, with me with my with, with the vegetarianism. Um, see, I love meat. I do. I, I love. I, I I do enjoy a steak, and I do enjoy a bit of chicken every now and then. Um, but Emily's very. Um, Emily adores animals, so she does it. Well, I'd adore animals too, obviously, you know. But Emily does it for the animal's sake, but she also does it for her health benefit, and I do it for my health benefit, and I do it for just to support Emily, because um, I like to support what she believes in. So, but I wouldn't turn a steak down in a restaurant, is what I'm saying. But I wouldn't buy it at home. So I'm kind of like a fake vegan. I'm actually more annoying than any other kind of person. So that's uh, that's vegetarian veganism. I hope I didn't bore you too much on that. Um, before I stop talking about it, I'm just trying to think, do I have any tips or tricks? Um, I think you need to learn how to use your herbs. Learn how to... Um, Learn, yeah, learn about all the salt, the salt and pepper, the first thing I name. Salt, pepper, uh, turmeric's very good, it's a very good anti-inflammatory. Ginger, as in get it as the spice, uh, don't get like actual ginger. We'll do get actual ginger, but I, I use the, the powdered 
part like i sound like such an old like i'm 24 now well i'm not i'm 23 this is my last day of being 23 but i can always like i'm talking about fucking spices so i can imagine that this is going to be um a boring and mature i can't have to stop calling it a podcast i don't know what the fuck to call it we move on to the next one we move on to weed weed is another thing um weed is illegal in ireland right and it's also illegal in you know the majority of the fucking world um but i don't think that's going to be i don't think that's going to happen for much longer i think um i think there's okay let's get this straight right we'll 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 talk about two different types of weed right we'll bring on the cbd weed first so there's no TH, there's, there's CBD and there's THC. THC is tetrahydrocannabinol, and that's uh, one of the chemicals or one of the whatever the fuck you call it. It's one of the elements inside the inside cannabis that is a psychoactive that makes you all fucking. It I don't know different strains would do different things. So um, I think there's indica and sativa. One of them makes you really happy, um, kind of chirpy um energetic when i say energetic now i don't mean in an erratic uh in a, in a crazy way i mean more in a wow i think we should really go for a walk right now or i'd love to uh paint a picture right now because i feel like i have the creative energy um yeah that happened to me when i was in amsterdam i i didn't know what the fuck i was ordering they have like menus and uh, i ordered whatever on the menu i think it was like lemon super lemon haze or something and um yeah, we tried, <laughs> tried that and uh, thought I was fucking Pablo Picasso and uh, wanted to go painting instantly. And uh, yeah, that was the worst that happened. I wanted to go fucking painting. So for, for anyone who... Um, now, I will say, like, I don't... I don't... Um, what's the word? I don't consume weed um, or I don't consume cannabis uh, in Ireland because it's illegal and I just don't want to... I just don't want to get caught and break the law and end up having a fucking criminal record on me because that would suck. And I uh, thought I'd just be mature about it. But uh, for people that think that it's like uh, the devil's lettuce, my mother now thinks, my poor mother Elizabeth, she thinks that it's, um, she thinks that the devil himself probably harvested it and uh, doused it in heroin and um, acid and something else that could fucking kill you. And... Um, yeah, it's yeah. I I I had some super lemon haze, mom, and I I wanted to go painting. Didn't want to go kill anyone. Uh, didn't want to go kill myself. Nor did I want to uh, kill any 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 positive vibes in in the slightest. Uh, I just wanted to kill a a badass painting, um, <laughs> with some acrylic. So yeah, it's illegal in Ireland. CBD is legal. Uh, CBD has all the positive effects. It it's, it alleviates anxiety. It alleviates pain. It alleviates stress. It alleviates depression. Um, but it doesn't give you any psychoactive. So it's almost like taking a Panadol or a fucking paracetamol. Um, only only it doesn't damage you because it's natural and it's extracted from a plant that was grown in the soil and it wasn't manufactured in uh, some pharmaceutical company with tons of random chemicals that fuck up your liver and you know i know hold on i will say i do do i do believe that um cannabis can fuck your brain cells up but that's only if you're an excessive user and if you've been smoking from a, a very young age um 
see, I do, I, I think I know now at this stage that people might be like thinking, wow, Keen, you know, you know a bit, you know a bit much about weed. Are you sure that you don't, um, you don't smoke weed in Ireland? Um, no, I'm just more, I'm, I listen to a lot of Joe Rogan. So, um, he talks about it a lot, a lot, Jesus. But I would love for it to be legal. I would, I would love for it to be legal. Um, Emily's, Emily's, I know for a fact that it would, it would, it wouldn't, it's not a medic, it's not a medic, it's not medication. But when you, when Emily gets her flare-ups, um, cannabis is instant. Cannabis, you could smoke half a joint and that's it, you're, you're, you're here. Whereas like with a fucking, say an Ixprim or a fucking Xanax or something, some other muscle relaxer or painkiller, that would take an hour and a half to kick in. So what are you going to do? Scream cry for that fucking hour and a half until it kicks in and then, and then you're just whacked out of your head anyway because you can't control how much you fucking, I know that you can half a tablet or whatever. But you can't control it. Like, what happens when... What happens if you take... What happens... Because I've taken painkillers before. Where I remember I got a ruptured pelvis and I was prescribed to tramadols. And I took two of them. And I took some other one that would relax my thing. Because apparently the tramadols upset stomach. So I had to take something else that would relax my stomach. And then the tramadols. So I took the tramadols. And I was fucked. I was... I couldn't fucking walk. I didn't know where I was. It was fucking mental. And doctors love it. Doctors love prescribing that type of shit. Obviously, doctors can't prescribe weed, but I'm very, I'd be very, I'd be very curious to see if they ever do legalize weed. I wonder how it would, I wonder how it would go out. Like, I mean, I know America and Canada and Amsterdam, I know that, that they're just recreational there. Um, I'm not talking about recreational cannabis in Ireland. I'm more of on about just medicinal for now. I think a lot of people just, um, I think Irish people, we love to drink, um, so we love abusing drink and I feel like with do you know what I'm not going to say that that's a stupid fucking point we're not going to abuse cannabis I don't think you can really abuse cannabis I was just going to say we're going to abuse cannabis <sighs> fucking idiots I'm an idiot but um I think it would benefit Emily massively I think it would benefit Emily's mother massively she's got lupus she's got fibromyalgia or fibromyalgia and she's got arthritis and I think when I look at because I like to study, like over in Canada especially, um, what you can get prescribed to, or or um, what you would need, or what 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 illness or autoimmune disease or something that you have that you, that would make you eligible for medicinal cannabis, and uh, lupus, fibromyalgia, and arthritis were all there. So it's a bit frustrating because Emily's mother takes. I'm not. I'm not going to guess how many tablets she takes, but she takes enough to fucking probably damage her. It's enough to damage her body. I don't think people can like. I you can't drive on fucking tramadols. I know that. I'm not encouraging you drive on cannabis, but tramadols are like. I think that's the equivalent to being drunk, um, and any painkiller in general. So I am. Um, I am more of on the uh, old la a la natural side when it comes to the medicinal world. Um, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to stand here or sit here and say that I'm a fucking guru, but I just think that's my opinion. And I think a lot of people would agree with my opinion, especially in Ireland. Um, and that's going to move on to the next thing, which is addiction. Um, I don't think you can get addicted to cannabis. Uh, you can get dependent on it, certainly. Um, I find that people could rely on it quite a lot. I think anyone that would have anxiety, um, it could it could it could make the anxiety a lot worse um 
for this this is actually I sh- I could probably talk about addiction and anxiety in the same one or sorry addiction and mental health I'm going to talk I'm just going to merge them together um so with addiction I'll, I'll finish on the weed thing now yeah I don't think you can get addicted to weed I think you can become very dependent on it I think someone that has anxiety who um struggles to walk into a shop to purchase bread um would find that it'll be a lot easier to do it whilst stoned or whilst high, or whilst medicated, whichever you want to call it. Even though I know weed is not medication, it doesn't fucking cure anything, it just makes things easier until that is fucking cured. And if it's incurable, you might as well just be fucking stoned. What harm, sure? What What's the fucking harm? Um, so that's weed, and now addiction. So um, there's tons of addictions. Now I'll be the first to say, I have a very addictive personality. Uh, my father was an alcoholic and his father was an alcoholic and I think it's totally fucking genetic. I think I'm I'm awfully similar to my father in every way and that would also include um that would also sorry my phone was ringing. That would also include uh, I don't even know what I said. Uh, basically I was very close to becoming an alcoholic I'd say. I lo- I was very much fucking very much enjoying my whiskey um i don't know if it was just well obviously i was just, i was enjoying the whiskey it was tasty because you have it with ginger ale and a squirt of lime but i was addicted to the fucking how it made you feel you felt like uh, see i'm very introverted i don't talk very much when i'm outside i i probably come across as rude if anything um i'm very quiet and um when when i have a few drinks in me uh, like uh, most fucking people um, I either turn into a really happy person or I turn into a complete and utter cunt. And I'm going to use the word cunt because um, that's that's it's a harsh word and that's what I am. I'm fucking harsh. So I remember I passed my driving test. In, I, I passed my theory test, um, which is like, you know, you can drive on the road, but you need to be, you're a learner. You're, you're not, I don't know what the word is, if anyone is not from Ireland. You're 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 fucking like you're you're new to the road, so you're allowed to drive on the road, but you have to be accompanied by a fully licensed driver, and you can. I still have to apply for. I'd still have to apply for um, my full license then after six months, but um, I passed that anyway. I passed the, the theory test, and Emily thought it'd be a good idea to go out to celebrate, and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, why not?" So we went to um, a restaurant that we always go to. And uh, got our food, and there's a bar in that restaurant too, and we know the bartender, so we sat up in the bar and we had a few chats with him, and um, I was asking for double whiskeys, and then I think I asked for triple whiskeys, which I can't recall, but I did, and uh, all of a sudden I wake up in my bedroom with uh, the next morning, and there's vomit all over the floor, and uh, Emily looks at me, and I was like, what the fuck happened? And uh, had to go downstairs, and my mother said that she was like, "Keen, look, you, I'll say this uh, as 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 blunt as I as as straight out as I can. Uh, you reminded me of your father last night, and uh, I'm not ha- ever having that uh, happen again. So that was in April 2016, and I, I haven't been drunk since because I know that um, I'm very much aware that if I I, I like to um, not abuse things. Well, yeah, abuse things. I like to abuse things. I think if I have a cup of coffee in the morning and if I get a caffeine buzz, I'm going to have two more cups of coffee just to get uh, even more of a caffeine buzz. And I smoked. I smoked for fucking most of my life. Um, I smoked tobacco since I think I started when I was like 12 or 11. And um, 
just normal out with the friends uh, someone finds a fag or a fucking a, sorry we call it a fag someone finds a cigarette uh, or a smoke on the bus stop and or like a half a half smoked cigarette and uh, we pick it up and go down the lane go down some weird place and uh, smoke it and think we're the coolest kids on the block but uh, while we're thinking we were the coolest kids in block, we were also getting heavily addicted to nicotine. And I didn't quit until, twenty. Uh, what, what age was I? 21? I think I quit when I was 21. I think Emily, Emily finally convinced me to give up on it. And I did. And I took, I think it was 2015, because I remember I was trying to become uh, very fit, uh, active in the gym. And I decided to quit smoking the same day. So... Um, uh, it worked and it was uh, I miss him I do I miss cigarettes but I won't I won't be doing it because I know that probably with cigarettes it'll just it'll just enhance or it'll what's the word for it it'll, it'll yeah it'll enhance my my addictive personality I feel like if I have a cigarette I'll start craving again and when I crave things I'll just go get them and that's very bad both financially and for your health and for just everything in general you stink don't ever smoke if you're listening to this and you you if you started smoking within the last month or even year or even whatever just or anyone just fucking quit because you smell like shit you smell like a fucking ashtray your teeth look like fucking death and uh, you're going to die when you're 60 and your grandkids won't know who you are so yeah stop doing that thanks um, but it's your own choice. I, I remember people used to tell me to quit, and I used to tell them to fuck off and just mind their own business. And you can you can equally do the exact same to me right now. Mental health. We'll move on from addiction. Um, oh, but we are talking the same thing. Yeah, addiction. Obviously, I think addiction addiction is like the crutch to mental health, but it's also the thing that fucking murders it. Um, I think anxiety and depression uh, could. Uh, bring a lot of um, addictive personalities out in I'm just going to talk about me because it does so I'm going to use me as a case study um, with anxiety like I suffer fucking mad anxiety um, and so does Emily and we're even worse when we're together so it's like a big bombshell um, I think I suffer social anxiety more than anything uh, I, I am fucking petrified of of, of um, just talking to people it doesn't matter who the fuck they are um, especially if I'm the centre of attention of something. So if it's like um, a job interview, or not a job interview, if it's like a radio interview or a TV interview, um, I'd be fucked. Jesus Christ. In November, I was on the Ray Darcy show, which is um, a show on RTE, uh, which is the main uh, TV station. Oh, no, sorry, it's on TV3. Jesus. It's uh, one of the main um, TV stations in the country. And they have a good few listeners. I mean... Um, if you're on the Radio Darcy show, like, there's a likely chance that like there's a good percentage of the country watching it because it's a Friday night show. It's like the Graham Norton or the fucking Ellen DeGeneres of um of of Ireland, only way fucking sh- like less um uh, what's the word like it's just you don't have Ashton Kutcher coming out on it or or Kim Kardashian, you have me and Eamon Dunphy and um yeah I I was supposed to do that oh not supposed I did do that I think it was November fifth. And I think from probably October 1st onwards, um, I used to wake up every morning uh, vomiting and just freaking out, knowing that I'm coming a day closer to um, a really nerve-wracking interview because it's live and it's a live audience and I'm sitting with all these people. I don't know. I was up in a couch up in the middle of the audience. It's like the VIP couch or something. And even it being called the VIP couch... um, and me sitting on it would imply that I agree that I'm a VIP. 
and I don't want people to fucking think that that's what I think. And that that's enough to give you anxiety, to be like, oh, I'm sitting around a lot of people and uh, uh, they must assume that I think that I'm privileged and I get a big VIP couch and uh, you all get to sit in your fucking hard fold-away seats, similar to ones in the cinema that make your ass numb after two and a half hours while I get a luxurious suede couch. So, um, uh, yeah, the anxiety as well. I, I, did, I did a tweet actually last night. Give me a second there now to get up my phone. I'm not going to edit any of this, so I apologize. Um, I apologize if I'm not going to be talking, um, as in dead air. Please don't assume that your audio devices are fucked. I can assure you they're not. So, I tweeted last night. Uh, this is just a little story that I experienced yesterday morning. And I experience any time I go do it. So here it is. So I've been living... I'm going to read it very um, <coughs> very narratively, if that's a word. So I've been living with anxiety long enough to understand how the old brain decides to fuck my day up without any cautious warning. I think it all depends how you wake up. Some days you're blessed with mental sunshine. Some days you're cursed with thunder, lightning and nausea. Take today, for instance. I had to get my hair cut today because it's my birthday on Saturday. I don't know why I'm talking to a British accent. I woke up feeling terrible, knowing that I had a simple task of going to get my hair cut. You feel sweaty, but cold. Nauseous, yet you don't need to be sick, even though I still ended up being sick. LOL. I put the LOL there just so I could, uh, just so I could relieve any tension or, uh, or just fucking, uh, what's the word? Uh, pity that I've uh, given myself over the last two tweets of how terrified I am. Anyway. I get my haircut in a place that's 45 minutes away, and there are multiple barbers near my home, yet I only go there because it's the only one I don't get anxious in. I left my house for nine, 10 minutes past 9 in the morning, to drive 45 minutes because they open at 10am, and I always wanted to be the first one there because if not, I'll end up sitting and wondering why the person next to me is looking at me, or even why they nudge the chair two inches away from me. Do I smell bad? Do I look... Did I say something to offend you? even though I didn't talk or anything. I sit down in the barber chair, getting my hair cut, hoping and praying that I don't have earwax or dandruff or something that the barber might see and snigger at once I leave. I, it's much easier to read in an English accent, oh my god. I always sit there with my hands in my pockets to make sure that I have correct money to pay the barber after the cu my after they cut my hair. By the time I give them the money, it's warm and clammy from my sweaty palms. I leave the barbers and hide my lovely haircut with a beanie, along with as much of my face as possible for no reason. So yeah, there's nothing like a simple old trip to the barbers. On next week's episode, I'll share my horrifying experience with buying bread. Thanks a bunch. So that was my, um, that was my traumatic experience in the, um, in the old, in the, in the barbers. Basically, for anyone that is unfamiliar with um, depression and anxiety, I'm going to try and explain it in a very ignorant way where I'll assume you'll know absolutely nothing and I'm going to talk to you like a child. So anxiety is, I think, it's 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 fearing nothing. You always, like, um, if anyone plays, like, uh, hor horror video games on the Xbox, <laughs> sorry, my nose is a bit stuffed all of a sudden, I sound like horror, <laughs> horror, horror video games. Anyone that plays scary scary video games or tense, or even if you're watching a horror movie and that music starts, you know, the <laughs> and you start thinking, oh shit, something is about to fucking go down. I am going to die. And um, 
that's pretty much what anxiety is uh, with anything, with absolutely anything. Um, so like, for example, I only have, like when I fill up diesel in my car, I have one petrol pump, like in the whole, like that I've ever gone to. I've never really filled uh, my car up in another petrol pump, uh, unless, or sorry, in a diesel pump, unless I had to. Um, unless I was like up the country or something and I was about to run out of like obviously if if I'm going to break down if I'm going to lose diesel I'm not going to let my anxiety uh, defeat me there but anxiety would certainly get me out of like very random situations that aren't as important like social events and think like oh my god this is actually the worst one right I got offered um, an honorary doctorate for contributing to the arts from University College Dublin and it turned it down because I thought that I assumed that there'd be people on the campus that wouldn't agree with me getting uh, an honorary doctorate and they'd throw fucking eggs and apples at me and uh, my day would be ruined so yeah I never got to accept it and uh, I, I think it lurks I think it's been a year and a half now since that's happened and I it's fucking I regret it because I didn't realize how fucking it was a good opportunity because it's an honorary fucking doctorate but look we won't dwell on it will we and depression is well my form of depression is pretty much just um shitting all over myself for being anxious about everything so locking yourself into your bedroom or or, or isolating yourself into your apartment for weeks would give you depression because you're fucking not doing anything and you're you know that you should be out fucking socializing or you should be out getting fresh air or exercise or even fucking going for a shower but you don't and then you just feel more pitiful against yourself and it's very easy to get yourself into a rut it's very easy it's very easy to get yourself into this um what's the word for it just a whole pity a, a big pity episode and you you feel very fucking down very down it's like being hung over without the nausea but even nausea does exist with depression i think um you don't want to do anything you're not in the mood for fucking anything no one will um no one will will unless you have like emily is my my go-to and and i'm her go-to but um i think if you had depression it's very hard for um it's very hard to be pleased it's very hard to be just you've no interest in anything at all and um you can't help it you really can't you really can't help it um so there's an i wrote down bipolar as well but i don't really i can't really say I've bipolar um so i'm not going to talk about bipolar um but i'd like if you could talk if anyone has bipolar or would like to share any of their stories about bipolar um could you comment it down in wherever wherever i post this and i might um use that as a segment for my next one where I can just read out them experience and just help understand because um I always get um I always get these um thoughts or whatever that I am bipolar. I'm like, hmm there's these symptoms here now. There's sometimes where me and Emily would argue, but I'd crave the argument. But I can know I know deep down there's there's this voice in the in the back of my head and he's, he's it's me and I'm screaming at this fucking person that wants to argue and I'm like, stop, stop fucking arguing. I'm not listening and I'm not listening to myself. And that's kind of scary, but um, yeah, leave your comments down if you um, 
if you have if you if you if, if you have if you're living with fucking bipolar I don't know why I said fucking before bipolar, sorry. <laughs> if you're living with fucking bipolar. Yeah, that got very dark. And it's about to get darker, kids, because we're talking about dead parents. <laughs> so, dead parents. Um, it's it's not as hyped as you think. Um, I suppose it always depends on the scenario and, um, and the relationship between your parents. Um, I think uh, if my mother passes away, I'm going to have to fucking go on a, a fucking three-month holiday Um and just try and try and for, I will I'll be broken when my mother passes away. Don't even want to think about that. But um, yeah, Liz, stay alive for as long as you can, please. Thanks very much. You're very good. But um, my father's passed away. He's gone. He's gone and gone and gone. I know. I, I'm going to talk about a very. I I think I grieve in a different way. I think a lot of people talk talk about it in a very sensitive way, and I don't. I talk about. I make people uncomfortable when I talk about my father, and I. I it's just how I. It's just how I deal with it. I, I kind of tend to make jokes about it, and it's grim. But um, yeah, my dad died of sudden death syndrome on February nineteenth, two thousand and eleven. But uh, we reckon that he died February seventeenth. And he wasn't found until February 19th because uh, he lived alone because he was an alcoholic. And uh, that's what alcoholics end up doing um, if you can't help yourself. So that sounded very mean. But um, you know what? It's true. So um, he, yeah, he died. And uh, I was 15. I was 15. And it was a fucking, it was obviously a shock. Um... The last time I saw my father was at my nan, my grandmother's funeral in October. So I didn't see him. The last time I saw him alive was October. And then I saw him the following February. Um, obviously uh, not alive. <laughs> that sounds very fucking horrible. But um, no, I love I love my father and I, I think about him most days. And um, But I'm, I am also not going to... Um, like my father had a shit ton of problems and he was a massive burden his final years he was a massive burden to everyone he uh, gave me a quite a shitty childhood um and god bless my mother i don't know how the fuck she did it it's only kind of now no because i'm at that age now my mother's 53 um and i'm 23 i'm 24 tomorrow i have to stop saying that. So she's, there's a 30-year gap between us. And uh, I'm at the age now where um, we're more friends than anything. So I'm kind of learning new things as we go on. And she's kind of telling me stories of, 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 of my childhood that I didn't see because she, she protected me from them. Because um, my dad was a... like He, he, he would have been like a, a manic depressant and, and an alcoholic. So just a big messy combo of, uh, of, of, of fuck-ups, uh, shouting and... Um, just vomit everywhere. What a fucking shithole. What a nightmare of a childhood. Um, he wasn't aggressive towards me, so I can't necessarily be like, oh, he was an aggressive asshole. But never asked my mom that, so I'm not going to ask her either. Um, so what's it like to have dead parents? It's it's okay. It's not. It's it's for me. It's not the end of the world. I think. Um, I think you need something certainly fucking traumatic to happen in your life to shape your true character of who you are or whether it be a heartbreak or a fucking divorce or a dying parent um, or battling battling cancer and fucking overcoming it. Like you're 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 not the same person on the other side. You're a fucking you're just different, strong, fucking well. Oh, God, what are you? You're just this independent piece of shit 
because you just grow. You have no choice. So when I was 15 and uh, even in school, like I was a fucking asshole in school. I was loud. I was obnoxious. I was just fucking distracting people from doing their fucking study. And uh, I I blame I blame my father for that. I actually do. I blame um, my childhood. I had a very I had a bully attitude. My attitude was bullyish. Um, but I got anger management and I got all that sorted. But when he died, when he died, when I was I was in fourth year. I don't know why. I'm not even going to translate that to whatever that is. Uh, that's that's my, I have three years left in in school until I go to university or college. So that's that's me in secondary school. So he died when I was in fourth year, and we did. Um, um, I remember coming back. I took a week off because we were we were on our Easter holidays or something, or there was like two weeks off and on the holidays there was two. We didn't have to go to school for two weeks, and he died. I found out he died the first day of the holidays, so I would have taken two weeks off anyway. But I came back. I came back into school and I was just a different person. Um, I feel like that. Obviously, I was grieving and whatever, but I feel like my my father did. He he, he was literally he buried. He he buried all of his problems and all of the burdens were buried with him. Um, not saying that he died with them, but they're no longer they're no longer I'm no longer suffering from them, and my mother is no longer suffering and my sister is no longer suffering. Um, and th- it's it's bittersweet. It's like it's I I think people would especially when I if I post like um if I post a picture or whatever of my father just being like. If it's Father's Day or if it's his birthday or his anniversary or something, um, I'd be inclined to just post a little a photo of me. I don't have any photos of me as like a teenager or an adult with my dad. I only have childhood photos, like like from ten down. I don't really actually. That's mad. I never thought about that. I don't have photos of me as an adult with my dad. I think that's so weird and sad. I'm only realizing that now. But um. It's bittersweet. I think it shapes who you are. I think you 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 turn out to be this totally different person. You end up you end up being I don't know. You it's very hard to explain unless you've gone through it yourself. And I think if people are listening to this now, they're probably finishing my sentence for me. Um, obviously, it's it's fucking terror. The last thing you want is your parents to pass. Um, I think it's a really fucking dark. It's an anxious time. I think if people are in whatever age and they know that their parents are around that age of, you know, average life expectancies or whatever, they're almost anxious and they're like, they, they, they don't want to get like an 11 p.m. phone call thinking, oh, God, here we, oh, shit, like, here we fucking go. I'm about to get this phone call. Um, and I'm quite, I'm quite relieved that I got to get that over and done with when I was 15, 16. I know it's terrible. I, I would have loved to see my father. I would have loved for him to meet Emily. I would have loved for him to um, see what I've what I've done. I'd like to think that I've um, uh, accomplished a, th- a few things in the last few years, and it would have been nice for him to know. But um, I'm also I'm not going to be. Um, I'm very skeptical with this whole. Oh, he's looking down at you, Keen. He's so proud. I just think that's a coping mechanism. I do. I think it's just a, it's a way to stay sane. And I know that sounds very assholey and blunt of me, but it's just my opinion. That doesn't mean that you have to live like that. It's how I live, and that's fine. I enjoy. I I I live very literally, or literal agnostically. But um, look, that's it. That's everything that I fucking just said, and I did it unscripted, and I don't know how this turned out, but um. 
look, I'm gonna, if you'd like for me to continue doing these types of things, just like, I, it's likely that I'm going to post this on YouTube. I think YouTube is a good place for this. It's a long video. I'm not sure how long this is. I don't have a timer. I just burped. Apologies. So, um, look, I think I've talked and uh, I think I've talked enough. And I hope that a lot of you have reached this. I hope I'm not talking to no one right now. But uh, if you could leave a comment and just uh, anything you want. I want feedback. I'd love to get a bit of feedback from this. Um, this was really enjoyable. I'm kind of just sitting here. I don't have to video. I don't have to do anything. I could be naked for all you fucking know. But I'm not. But I could be. But I'm not. But I might be. But I'm not. But I am. I'm not. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I don't really have a name for this thing yet. I don't think, I don't know if it'll be consistent. Uh, it just depends. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I'll see you later. Uh, have a good day. Goodbye.